we are so influenced by people around us and our friends. And I can think of people that go on these like extreme crash diets or these diets where all they're eating are bars. And that long-term, that is not helpful for you, like in so many ways. And so we really want you to, like Stephanie said, tune into your gut and focus on the long-term and making the changes that will really work for your body. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotches marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're so happy to have you here today. And before we kick off the episode, we just want to let you guys know that we will be running our spring liver detox from April 1st to April 7th. So save the date and we'll have more information on that coming out in the next few weeks. And also, Stephanie and I are just starting to kick off our 29029 off-season training. And we've had a bunch of coaching calls and it's so exciting and fun. And I'm really pumped about it and nervous. And um, it's just, it's going to be quite an adventure. And like I was telling my husband, Jordan, last night, I'm like, wow, this is, this is like a different league than anything I've ever done before. And I'm just so excited about it. Okay. It's so funny you were saying this because I meant to tell you before we hit record, I had a crazy dream that we were embarking on our 29029, but it was really like, I wasn't wearing shoes. I didn't have the right gear. You had gone off with someone that you met and you were like ahead of me. And and it was like a really weird setup. It was like, we were inside and outside. I don't know what was going on. Someone out there, please analyze that for me. But (laughs) we clearly need to get organized, but I've been thinking a lot about it too, because we've had these coaching calls and clearly it's on my mind. And I've only ran a half marathon. That's the most I've ever trained for. So me too. I'm feeling a little out of my element, but I'm also really excited. And I did do a treadmill incline workout this morning. So I'm starting. Yeah, I I ran a 5K yesterday with a friend and my phone was like, oh, you just ran a 5K. And I was like, (laughs) yes, well, I'm doing some treadmill incline training as well, but trying to be mindful of being careful, like they said, and taking it easy in the off season, but still you know, knowing in our minds, I feel like it's all about the mind, right? Like that's what they keep saying. It's more about the mental strength and resilience that you have to achieve this. And you know, who talks a lot about this is one of our former guests, Chris, Chris, who is the former Olympic swimmer and him and his wife were on our podcast. We'll link it up in the show notes, but he's really about that, the mental piece and the coaching which was great to see him on one of our recent coaching calls. And then obviously we interviewed one of the co-founders, Mark Kudelich, a while back. And that's how we learned about this experience. So we'll link up that stuff in the show notes. Anyway, little update on what's going on with us. 
We all have busy lives these days, and no one wants to waste a day recovering after a night out when you've consumed a few cocktails. Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol is the answer we've all been looking for. Zbiotics Pre-Alcohol Probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. This pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. This is a proactive solution that wards off feeling miserable the next day, instead of a reactive approach like drinking electrolytes or eating greasy food. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before I drink, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a big night out, like this past New Year's Eve, I can confidently plan on waking up with energy for a long walk or a workout, and therefore I'm in a better mood than I otherwise would have been. This year I want to form more sustainable and mindful drinking habits on the weekends. This is not an all or nothing approach, and Zbiotics allows me to enjoy nights out in moderation while working towards this goal. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol, drink responsibly, consume plenty of water, and get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next day. So enhance your mornings with Zbiotics. Head over to zbiotics.com AOLW to get 15% off your first order when you use the code AOLW at checkout. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash AOLW and use the code AOLW at checkout for 15% off. So today, you know, we have heard from so many of you that it's so hard and frustrating to when you're trying to lose that like visceral fat around the belly and you're you're doing all these things. Maybe you're doing fad diets, maybe you're doing low carb, maybe you're working out like a crazy person and you're not seeing the results that you want. Um, you know, Stephanie and I, I'm 50, Stephanie's approaching 50 very quickly here, and we get it. And we just want to talk about this with you a little bit and debunk some of the ideas or thoughts that you may think it's what you're supposed to be doing. And there is no supposed to, obviously, because we're all different, but there are some things that we believe you can do that may help you and that maybe aren't the things that you thought you should be doing, if that makes sense. So we, yeah. we want to talk about that today and we want to talk about cravings and, you know, how you can unlock more energy and feel amazing and, you know, start to reduce that belly fat. Yeah. And I think one thing, Marnie, you said, like what we should be doing, if you're ever saying that to yourself, I should do this. I should do that because of something that you're seeing on social media or what your friend's doing. Just stop right there. Literally stop, pause and retract that statement from your mind. And this gets to the mindset because there's no should. It's only what works for you and what you feel like you should be doing. So I think getting in a headspace where you're focused on really listening and tuning into your intuition, your gut, what works for you, what worked for you in the past, you know, that's where you should start. And then we'll dive into some like specifics that tend to work for a lot of people, but not necessarily everyone and not necessarily all the time because your body's changing. And those of you going through menopause, you know, things are likely different than they were a few years ago. Well, and I just want to mention, I love that you said that, Stephanie, because like 
we are so influenced by people around us and our friends. And I can think of people that go on these like extreme crash diets or these diets where all they're eating are bars. And that long-term, that is not helpful for you, like in so many ways. And so we, we just, we really want you to, like Stephanie said, tune into your gut and focus on the long-term and making the changes that will really work for your body. Yeah. So with that, you know, this is so basic, but just focusing on whole foods. And I know that we know that sounds simple and maybe easier said than done, but I think Marnie and I both from our experience, you know, one, listening to you guys and two, in our own personal coaching businesses, what we see is there's not enough, you know, just whole foods in your diet, right? So what does that mean? Making sure that every time you eat, there's some fruits and vegetables on your plate and there's like clean sources of protein, lean protein, um, and getting enough fiber is really what this is about because fiber is going to fill you up and it helps with digestion and getting rid of stuff that you don't want in your body, right? Moving well, it out. Also, yeah, like I've had so many clients come to me recently that are chronically constipated. Yeah. And a lot of that is because you're not getting enough fiber in your diet and you're not eating enough vegetables. And, mm -hmm. you know, having a salad, a small salad at lunch with some chicken on it is not going to do it for you. Like you mm -hmm. need to add a rainbow of vegetables so that you feel full. Yes. And then you're I not going to snack at four o'clock either because you're going to be satiated. Exactly. And I think, you know, a lot of people talk about fiber, but no one really knows like how much fiber are you getting and how much do you need? And even, I don't know, I think it's like 25 to 30 grams for women. Yep. And what, what, what does that mean? Right. People aren't tracking their fiber. But I mean, one thing that I think is super valuable if, if you're worried about this is just putting together like a little food journal. And jotting uh -huh. down what you're eating, because it is good awareness and it helps with mindfulness and not reaching for snacky foods, because that's what happens when we have too many cravings, when we're not nourishing our bodies and eating enough of a rainbow and eating enough healthy fat and protein, then that's when those cravings really kind of kick into, they get a little out of control, actually. And well, and I will say in reference to the food journal, I don't think Stephanie and I are big proponents of like tracking, yeah. but I will say that I have gone through experiments in my own life where I will track and weigh how much I'm eating just so I have a sense for what 30 grams of fiber is or yes. what, you know, 50 grams of protein or whatever, whatever it is I'm trying to achieve just because who has an idea of that in their head? Like the only <laughs> way you're going to understand those numbers is if you do track it. Now, do I track every day on a day on a, you know, for the rest of my life? No. I'm tracking for knowledge and then I just know how to eyeball it, right? And right. and most importantly, I'm eating until I feel full. I'm not, you know, eating for numbers. Those are no. guidelines, but then exactly. you have to tune into your own body and do what works for you. You know, and that's what we say when we do the detox. We don't have people measuring out cups and ounces or grams or anything like that. It's really like if you're mindfully eating, and so you're eating slowly without distractions. That means no phone and no TV in a calm environment. And you're chewing your food, which is something we've talked about a million times, you know, and I have to do this with my kids all the time. My daughter literally comes to the dinner table, completely starving. She is done with her meal before I even taken like three bites, which is 
a whole nother topic. But if you're inhaling your food because you're always in a hurry or you're rushed or you're eating on the go, then you don't realize how much you've eaten. And then all of a sudden you're like too full. So it's like taking those slow bites and eating, like I said, without distractions. So that will help as well. The whole mindfulness piece. Last night we were sitting at dinner and it was me and Jordan and Gabby and Gabby literally inhaled her food. Yeah. And Jordan is up at the sink, starting to wash the dishes. And I have half my food on my plate yeah. still. I'm like, what is it with you guys? I'm like sitting, we all sat yes. down together. Like I'm, I'm chewing my food and chatting. I'm like, you guys, you guys are so rushed. It happens to me all the time. It drives me crazy. I mean, it <laughs> literally drives me crazy. Um, but then that's when like bloating and digestive issues can also happen. So if you notice that you're having any of those type of issues, it could just be that you're eating too damn fast. Well, and it does take time for your body to feel full, right? It mm-hmm. takes a little bit of time. Like if you're inhaling your food, you're not going to know that you feel full. And right. that's where the portion control comes in as well. Like, you know, it's good to eat slower, chew your food and maybe take a, you know, a drink of water or whatever, and, and just take a, a break and say, you know, how do I feel inside? Cause we don't want to stuff ourselves. No. And, and, you know, that's where it's like, if you're eating with other people, just having a conversation, like I love asking my kids questions. Cause then it like, there's a natural pause in your eating mm-hmm. versus eating yeah. by yourself. And I know that's not always, you know, possible. And there's a lot of people out there that are eating alone, but just be mindful of it. And going back to the journal, I think that's one thing that, you know, if you're going to do it, like do it for three days, again, it's just good awareness. And then that's where it's helpful to have a coach or someone too, to be like, oh, let's just some general observations. And really like Marnie and I, our approach is, okay, what could you add back in? What could you add into your diet? So it's not taking stuff away right away. It's how do you, could you incorporate more vegetables? Which ones do you like? Which ones do you like when you go out to eat, you know, and then find some recipes and add those foods into your diet. Because I think what a lot of people find is they will go one or two meals a day and the only meal maybe they're having vegetables is at dinner. And then it's maybe just broccoli, which is great. Broccoli is wonderful. But the goal is to have more variety and color. And like we say, like if you're going to cook and roast a bunch of vegetables, roast two or three times as many as you need, and then you'll have it for lunch the next day or breakfast. Eat the vegetables for breakfast. (laughs) And carbs are our friends, you guys. Carbs are not the enemy. Now, I'm not talking about processed carbs. I'm talking about, you know, broccoli and sweet potatoes and vegetables and root vegetables and, you know, the the natural sources of carbs. We need those carbs. And that is going to give you energy, too, which we want. And the more that you eat the fiber and the carbs, the the more satiated, like I said earlier, you're going to feel. And that's the idea, right? Yes. Because we don't want you hitting that four o'clock pantry where you're grabbing the crackers and the chips and whatever, because you're crashing. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And there's so many delicious vegetables and fruit that have natural sources of carbohydrates. And I think it is important from a blood sugar standpoint, And we've talked about this on other episodes where we've had some folks that work for the CGM companies on. It is important to make sure you're eating protein with those, even those carbier, like the quinoa and the millet and the farro or sweet potatoes, making sure you're eating protein and fat, healthy fat with those, because depending on everyone's different bio-individuality, 
those foods could spike your blood sugar. But if you eat them after you eat protein and with healthy fats, much less likely to do that. Yeah. So I just want to like, throw that out there. Totally. Like an example would be app, an apple, which is has a lot of fiber in it. It's a yep. fruit. It's definitely, you know, carb. Then you maybe put a little almond butter, not mm -hmm. sugared up almond butter, but just like right. plain almond butter on your apple or with your apple. And that's, that's actually a really good snack. Yes. You know, it's funny. I haven't lately, I've been really craving apples or like a little cutie and I eat it like after my lunch. So I've had, you know, lots of vegetables and protein and fat, and then I'll have a little bit of that after. And it, it like satisfies any sort of sweet craving that I have because these foods are just naturally sweet and delicious. So yes, pairing it with the almond butter is great or having it after a meal where you've already had some protein and fat is another option. And I think too, Marnie, like just portions, Yep. you know, and, and are you eating enough or are you eating too much because you're mindlessly eating in, in front of the TV or scrolling on your phone? And I, and I see, I have a lot of women clients, they'll, they'll do, you know, maybe they're doing the great smoothie for breakfast and then at lunch it goes south because at lunch they're eating a small salad. It's just, there's not enough protein on the salad and there's not enough fiber and vegetables. And then that's when that cycle starts where at four o'clock you're starving and you're starving by dinner time, and maybe you've snacked and whatever. So lunch is important and lunch could yeah. potentially be your biggest meal of the day. I know that's probably a hard meal to make your biggest meal of the day and it's not necessary, but it's, but it could be. Well, it could be. And think of how many cultures that is their biggest meal of the uh -huh. day. And some of those cultures and countries are the ones that people are living a long time. Yeah. Um, Cause you have much more time to digest your food. So, you know, if you, if you know, you're going to have to eat dinner later at night, because that's what your schedule dictates, then for sure, make your bigger meal, you know, early afternoon sometime so that you have more time to digest your food. Cause you don't want to be going to bed, you know, ideally within a three hour window from eating. Um, and, and think about your meal times, like put some thought into that so that you, you do have a plan and you are eating on somewhat of a schedule. Now, obviously on weekends and there's, you know, you have kids yeah. and sports and whatever things come up, but if you can consistently, you know, eat your breakfast at a similar time and eat your lunch at a similar time, and maybe dinner changes a little bit, but you know, kind of what your schedule is and your meal times, that's going to help you. Marnie and I are thrilled to share two new products that we've both been using daily for several months and are loving the results. Do you need better nutrition, improved energy or focus, but don't know how? Well, Energy Bit Spirulina Algae Tablets are your answer. They are effortless to take and organically grown. These bits of food are 100% spirulina, which is the most nutrient-dense, antioxidant-rich, high-protein food in the world. You just swallow or chew a few tablets each morning or whenever you are tired or hungry to improve your mitochondria, your energy, your gut health, focus, and reduce your hunger and cravings. They also replace the need for your caffeine. Energy bits are safe for the entire family and pets love them too. Maybe you wanna improve your gut health, support your detoxification, or add more green nutrition into your diet. Recovery Bits Chlorella tablets are the perfect solution. Recovery Bits USDA certified chlorella tablets are bits of food that strengthen your immune system, protect you from colds or viruses, remove toxins, speed recovery from a sports injury, and add vegetables and greens to your diet. This will help ensure that you're getting your greens on a daily basis. 
The recovery bits also help you enjoy better sleep when you take them before bed. I've noticed a big improvement in my sleep. I'm sleeping much more soundly, not waking up at night. And when I do wake up in the morning, I have so much energy and just feel really well rested. So if you're ready to supercharge your energy, health, and longevity, head on over to energybits.com. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y-B-I-T-S.com. Use the discount code LIVINGWELL for 20% off your entire order. Just going back to the portions, I see a lot of women who are busy because they're working and their lunches are super light and they're almost more like snacks. And so maybe they'll have some yogurt, maybe they'll have some cheese and some turkey, and maybe there's some carrots in there or hummus, but it's very light on fiber. And then they get to the end of the day and they're starving. So again, prioritize that lunch and prioritize your protein And it doesn't need to be always animal meat. You know, it can be legumes and beans and just know that those are, you know, those are a lot healthy carbs in those types of foods as well. Chickpeas are great and um, hemp hearts and tofu. There's lots of other proteins. It's not animal meat, but I just think making sure that you're eating adequate protein, which we've talked about also on this podcast many times, because it's something that, you know, Marnie's been vocal about trying to get more protein into her diet, but that will keep you full, that and the fiber. And I think another, just a quick test, notice how long you can go in between meals before you get hungry. And I don't mean like raging, like hangry, because that's beyond when you're hungry, right? But if you're hungry two hours after your meal, then there's something about that meal that wasn't complete, right? So maybe there wasn't enough protein or not enough fiber or not enough a healthy fat. So maybe that's just another little test that you could do, because ideally you should be able to go at least three to four hours. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes maybe more, you know, maybe it's more. Um, So that's just a good benchmark to consider. And listen to your hunger cues. Like, Like the most important thing we can do for ourselves is tuning into our own bodies. Mm-hmm. Not paying attention to when your neighbor is hungry, but when are you hungry or your spouse, you know, don't, if your spouse is hungry at a different time, like you guys are different. Yeah. Maybe your your physical fitness level and your physical activity is different you know, really eat for yourself. And until you feel satisfied, we are not part of the clean plate club. Like (laughs) I grew up with my parents telling me I had to clean my plate Mm -hmm. and I never cleaned my plate. I used to feed it to the dog under the table when they weren't looking because (laughs) my body knew that I was, I couldn't eat all that food. And, you know, it's really, even thinking about your kids, like I just don't think it's a good idea to force your kids to finish their food. They no, kids it's... innately know <clears throat> when they are done eating. So well, let them tell you they're done eating. Because what you're teaching them is to disconnect from their body, basically. Right. And, and I don't, that goes against intuitive eating. You and know, I and al- I think, oh, go I was ahead. just going to say, I also think that it's really important to tune into if you're emotionally eating. I mean, I fall into this for sure. Like if there's something happening in the world that's upsetting me, I just want a piece of chocolate. Like that is 100% emotionally eating. And I have to say to myself, okay, is this really how you want to handle this? You know, maybe I should call a friend or call someone I can talk to about it or take a walk or whatever, because I don't want to tie my feelings to food. Right, And that's hard because I feel like 
we have all grown up, like even birthdays, right? Like when I think of my birthday, I'm like, oh, I want a fun cake, yeah. you know, like, or a like, it's just our entire mentality, I feel like is very tied to desserts and foods and emotions, especially women, right? And I see it with kids, you know, you see it at events where kids have to be given treats all the time if they do something well, like that is your for better or worse, and I've done it many times, but you are tying like performance or a good grade in school or whatever it is to food that's emotionally eating, you know, so we won't get on that tangent. You know, I think the other thing too, when it comes to like feeling your hunger or listening to your body is fasting. Cause I know a lot of people out there are doing intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating, whatever you want to call it, which is great. There's a lot out on there, autophagy and cleaning up the damaged cells and all that. But if you're going to extreme and you are starving and you are like, I can't eat until 11 o'clock because that's my 15 hour window or whatever it is. And you are starving and you worked out in the morning and it's been four or five hours since you've been awake. I mean, by all means, just eat, (laughs) eat the damn food, whatever it is you want and make sure that you've, like Marnie said, are prepared and have something, you know, good to eat. But pushing yourself, especially for women that are still menstruating, like you're on a cycle. You shouldn't be fasting every single day, 28, 30 days, you know, out of your cycle because it will vary based on where you are. I'll just leave it at that for now. So again, it just gets back to tuning into your body. And I just think a lot of women out there are fixated on doing something that they see others doing and men and maybe their husbands. And it's not going to work for everyone. Well, and I all the time. Right. And I do see a lot of women that are like you said, they're like trying to challenge themselves to just go further and further. And it's like, this is not a challenge, right? This is not a challenge. This is just intermittent fasting. And it really does depend on what you are doing and what kind of exercise you're doing and, you know, how you're eating and whatever window you're eating in. And like I mentioned to Stephanie, actually, before this call, I'm like, oftentimes I won't make my morning smoothie until like 1030. But this morning I did a hard workout and I'm starving. (laughs) I'm like, right after this call, I have to go make my smoothie because my body is telling me that I need to eat. Yes. Um, And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need to have a long fasting window every single day. Mm -mm. No. And 12 hours is great you know, anything beyond 12. And and there's other reasons to do longer fast, but we're not talking about that right now. We're just saying on a daily basis. Um, Another thing I was just going to say that you can incorporate into your food and that's really important are healthy fats. We haven't even mentioned fats Mm -hmm. and um, they also fill you up quite a bit, you know, nuts and seeds and avocado and a little bit of healthy oil. I'm not talking about processed fats and foods at all. Um, I've noticed, so I've been eating a lot of pumpkin seeds lately. I used to eat, you know, I kind of went through an almond phase and then I went through a cashew phase and now I'm in my pumpkin seed phase. And I just love sprinkling pumpkin Mm. seeds on almost everything. I'm a huge pumpkin seed fan. And, you know, I'll just throw a shout out out there to the brand Go Raw. Oh, that's what I, that's my brand. Yeah. And I've seen them at Costco. Like I buy a big bag at Costco or Thrive Market. So I love those. They're great on soups as well and salads. But the other thing I started doing is I just roast raw pumpkin seeds and raw um, sunflower seeds. And I spray a little bit of like that avocado oil spray on it and then a seasoning. And I just put them in my toaster oven. They are delicious. And then I have them as like a snack or um, I put them on my salads. 
and they're really, really good with like, like your, put your favorite seasoning, like salt or whatever on there. I have one that I love and they're just really, really good. And it's not, they're not nuts. So if you have kids in the house with nut allergies or you're trying to avoid so many nuts and there's a lot of um, iron and pumpkin seeds and protein too. And I will say for the people out there that have like the chip cravings and the salt cravings, I think nuts and seeds, and and you want to get unsalted nuts, raw nuts, but they help so much with that. Like I definitely used to have like the chip cracker thing going on for a long time, which I don't anymore, but I think the nuts and seeds and roasted like garbanzo beans have really helped that a lot. Absolutely. And you can still get salt, just salt it yourself. So, you know, you're using the high quality salt and Mm -hmm. you're not putting too much on. Yep. Because your body does need salt. And then you're getting to just staying hydrated. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are still struggling to drink enough water. And also you can get so much of your hydration through food. So if you're eating celery and zucchini and cucumbers and lettuces and greens, you get a lot of hydration through the food, which is actually even better because then you're getting the nutrients from those foods as well. Um, But one thing we talk about, you know, in our detox too, is making sure you're getting enough trace minerals, especially if you're hopefully using like some sort of filtered water in your house, it's adding back high quality, like Celtic sea salt or Himalayan sea salt, and then adding some citrus. So lime juice, lemon juice in there and doing that a couple times a day. And then there's also some really good high quality electrolytes. We really like Redmond's, the Relight brand. And those are great because you can also bring them on the go with you. There's little packets. So Making sure that you're staying hydrated and truly hydrated is also very important and it will help with that hunger. So, you know, it's first thing in the morning, if you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm hungry and it's 7 a.m. Have you drunk any water yet? Or did you go right to coffee? Like drink a big glass of water with the salt and the lime juice or lemon juice, and then wait a little bit and see if you're still hungry. And I bet nine times out of 10, that hunger goes away. Well, and it's interesting because Stephanie, you've been doing the salt thing in your water for a pretty long time. And I always think about it. But I never was doing it. And I started doing it with my Keons, which we've talked about on a lot of shows, the amino acids. And I add, you know, the Celtic salt into my Keons. But I actually have noticed a difference in my, I feel like it's my energy levels, adding that little bit of salt in. And at first I was like, this is kind of gross. Like I didn't necessarily love it. It's a little salty. (laughs) Obviously it's salt. But now I like actually like it. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just so interesting how your body adapts and how I do think it helps curb cravings actually, because, you know, our bodies are craving because they, they need something. They feel like they're missing something. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, adding this salt to my water is, is adding back those minerals that clearly my body Mm -hmm. was lacking. And it is a, this cycle where like, I don't have a whole lot of cravings. And if I do, it's like more emotional. Like I mentioned, like, you know, I'm wanting a piece of chocolate or whatever it is. Right. It's so interesting that you say that. Yeah. And I started doing it very frequently in the fall. Um, And I was doing Zach Bush's Journey of Intrinsic Health program for health coaches. And he talked a lot about being hydrated at the cellular level. And you need the water with salt and the citrus to get your cells hydrated. So when your cells are hydrated, then they're operating more effectively, which may also be contributing to just your energy, like you said, and your cravings and all that. And he did specifically say, like, if you're just drinking plain water, you're not getting hydrated at the cellular level. And so your pee should always be have like a light yellow tint to it and not clear, 
and not too yellow, right? Which we always kind of heard those extremes you didn't want, but you you do want it always to be like a little bit yellow. Sorry to get a little graphic, oh, but I, I think, think it's important for people to understand that because if you're just drinking plain water all day long or just the sparkling water, which is not really, I don't believe, totally hydrating you, then you're not getting what you need at the cellular level. And ultimately you want good, healthy cells that are communicating with each other, so- and it's cool when you can try it and act, I mean, I'm super keyed into my own body and I can notice it, a difference. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you'll so. start to like crave it. Mm-hmm. It's like anything else. You add in certain things to your diet and then all of a sudden your body's like, oh, I really like that. And then you forget about some of the other foods that maybe you used to crave that you no longer crave anymore, like Marnie and her, you know, chips and crackers, right? Yes. Um, so We also need to mention exercise. I know that everybody knows about, you know, moving your body, super important, um, move your body every day. It doesn't need to be, you know, intense cardio on a daily basis. You, Mm -hmm. you have to really figure out what works for you. Strength training is super important. Walking is amazing. And we're going to, we're going to actually do a whole episode. Episode. Yes. There's so much to talk about with movement and maintaining, you know, lean muscle mass as we age is so important. And I think for a lot of you out there that we're speaking to right now, maybe you used to do a ton of hit a few years ago or five, 10 years ago, or a lot of running and a lot of cardio. And I think it's as we age and we're also having hormonal shifts and life changes, it's important that we need to shift our exercise and the mindset around the exercise. Because there's still a lot of people out there, you know, I'm not that far removed from this that think I have to exercise and do so much cardio in order to like justify what I ate or what I'm going to eat. So my mom is still in that mindset and she is almost 80. Yeah. So So we'll dive into that topic for another episode, but we just wanted to share that with you. And, you know, one of the great ways that you can help with the cravings and getting more fiber and eating more whole foods um, and reducing those cravings, especially is to join our upcoming seven day liver detox, because that is truly an amazing reset. And it's only seven days. And we always have a wonderful community and we're going to kick it off on April 1st. So head on over to our show notes and click the link to sign up, bring a friend or a family member with you. We would love to get to know and connect with you guys off air. Yes. And and I also just want to mention that, you know, changing habits takes time, right? It's It doesn't happen overnight. And be mm-hmm. kind to yourself and loving to yourself and patient with yourself and know that this can be challenging. And sometimes having a coach is really helpful, whether it's our liver detox or we're going to be doing a group coaching program mm-hmm. later on Yay. this spring, bringing it back after COVID, which we're really excited about. And just know that developing these habits takes, you know, being consistent and the quick fix solutions are not solutions. They're, they're temporary band-aids and we want you to be successful into your hundreds. Exactly. And because we know that's our goal to live to a hundred, but live a long, healthy life. And if you are in your fifties right now or whatever age you're at, and you want to live another 50 years, whatever quick fix you're doing now, could you maintain that for the next 50 years? And if the answer is no, then, you know, think about just some of these small ways that we talked about today. And we would love to have you join our community because we do find, especially for women, and there's a lot of emotions around food, like we talked about and doing it together and having the support and accountability and other people to cheer you on and learn from is amazing. And it really does, you know, it takes a village and 
all those communities out there in the blue zones that are living to 100 and living really long, healthy lives, they're doing it together. They're not by themselves. So yeah. Yeah. So let us know what you think of the episode. Drop us a line, comment on Instagram or social media. We'd love to hear from you. And we look forward to connecting again soon. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.